Welcome to your podcast, Leadership is Tricky, where we'll tackle various topics, challenges, and experiences as it relates to your investment in leadership. So, let's design success together. Now your hosts. Hey everyone, Eric here with uh, Leadership is Tricky, and we've got Steven on today. What's up, buddy? Hey, Eric. It's good to talk to you again, man. How you doing? Life is good, man. Uh, yeah, I know it's early. Excellent. I know it's early where you're at, but uh, yeah. <laughs> so uh, you know, life has taken us all over the world, all over the map, and uh, yeah. Let's tell everyone where you've been. Yeah, sure. So just a level set with everybody again. If you weren't tracking, first time the leadership is tricky. Uh, Eric and I met each other out in Europe actually while I was working out there, um, and I had this, you know, let's say force move upon me to go back to the American soil. There's a lot of reasons why, but basically long story short, our family made the decision to come back. So, you know, April, March timeframe of last year, 2021, uh, we were looking for opportunities um, and we settled on a, a, you know, a job in, in a great location in San Antonio, Texas. So I am now across the pond, as they say, talking to Eric through uh, the beauty of Zoom and these great tools that we have. And, you know, just excited to get back to uh, talking about this kind of stuff, because this is where our passions come from and why uh, it's one of the reasons why I get out of bed in the morning. So this has been awesome. And uh, we have been living in, you know, hanging out in Texas since, uh, like I said, end of August, early September. So yeah, been about nice. six months and, now. Yeah, we were able to link up not too long ago and play some golf out there in Texas. You know, yeah, we did. 75 degree <laughs> weather, sun out. I think you were wearing shorts that day you know it's uh all day i know it's great <laughs> and it's great you know san antonio is my hometown so um you know that's where i claim so uh we'll, we'll there's like a higher power out there eric we're just like going to places that we both have been and yeah, there's always a reason that yeah, forces <laughs> me to go see my parents every now and then so that way i can get out there and play some golf and hey if i can be your reason that's all good with me <laughs> you know you're back in the land of uh good tex-mex and and uh, all of that. Just had some last night. Yeah, man. Shout out to me, Tierra. It's oh, great. I'm jealous. <laughs> <laughs> My mouth is watering right now. Homemade tortillas. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, I'm still out here in Germany and uh, a couple things have happened, you know, uh, since, you know, the last episode finally finished uh, school for the second time. Um, so I'm done with that for now. Right. I think uh, I thought about, you know, doing the, the doctorate, but I'm not going to do it. Um, sure. Yeah, I don't have the time, but uh, Leadership is Tricky is officially a business uh, that provides uh, leadership services now. Um, so part of that, you know, is the podcast. Um, you know, we're looking at books. My daughter uh, actually wrote a book, so we're going to publish that under Leadership is Tricky. And then, uh, you know, we have some consulting services, you know, executive coaching and uh, a couple workshops. So, you know, got our first few clients Uh over the last few weeks. So I'm looking forward to starting that in March with them. And uh, yeah, I know that's a shameless plug for our services, but uh, today it's about the podcast, right? And, you know, talking about leadership because yeah, back in 2019, Stephen and I were sitting around and like, you know what? We were doing another podcast and it was good, right? It was focused on the, you know, the federal workforce. So shout out to Alan Strunk for starting that, but it got our podcast juices flowing like we were like hey man you know it'd be great if we can just talk about leadership and do you remember where the first one that we actually recorded was i don't i do we were in a car and you were driving on the wrong side of the car oh yeah that was in the <laughs> yeah so we were uh we were rolling in the in 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 uh the uk yeah man right i remember the quality was so bad <laughs> <laughs> you're just like pull up your iphone let's just start something so we did yeah 
something, something that small turned into what it is today, man. It's man, great. I forgot all about that. That's awesome. We got to find that. <laughs> I think, well, no, I got, oh, it's going out there. It was on Podbean, I think, at the time. <laughs> Not to say it's a bad platform, right? You know, Podbean, is, it's, it's good for what it was at the time. But uh, yeah, I forgot uh, all So about I guess, that. yeah, the point to make is just like, if you got the idea, just go execute and... You know, you're going to fail fast. Well, I'm not saying we failed, but you, you learn from what you do. So even this morning, you know, we're trying to get our stuff back together and, you know, the processes, you know, you got to dust them off. And um, if you're passionate about something, just go do it as minimally viable as it happens to be, you know. Yeah. Even over time, though, even though we weren't publishing a lot of episodes, because um, I think, uh, you know, last one I did was with um, uh, the gentleman that started his own business out of the Navy. Right. We were just talking about his challenges. But, uh, yeah, I mean, we're still on the, on the Apple podcast top 200, which is pretty cool. I wouldn't check that mm-hmm. out. And then, like, we're in the top 100 in Peru. Uh, wow. It's like self-help learning something. Uh, but, yeah, I got this thing from Chartable that said, like, we're in the top 100 in Peru. And I'm like, man, who's listening in Peru? All right. That's a, that's a cool stat, man. It's something to hang our hat on. Right. <laughs> no, but no. So here we are. We're back, right? So, um yeah, I know we, we've talked, uh, you know, over the last few months about, you know, you and your new job and, you know, some of the, the challenges that you were you were experiencing going into a new organization, um, just a new environment where they have a different language. Right. And um, yeah, let's let's talk a little bit about that. Sure. So, you know, again, I work for the U.S. government. Um, you can imagine there's different pockets of the government that are doing some cool innovative cutting edge things not even from a you know like a work perspective but just the way that they interact with each other you know you hear the buzzwords out there of agile and scrum and devsecops and these cool things but where i'm at now is it's all together in one and it's it's magical to watch because it's actually truly the culture of the organization so i'm coming from a very historically ingrained I use the term old school, like DOD organization, uh, Department of Defense organization. And they were all about rank and chain of command structure and very siloed perspective in the organization, how they were organized, um, you know, with your operations by themselves and your HR by themselves and all that good stuff. This team I'm with now, Eric, it's just, it was the most shocking thing I've ever been a part of in my career with 17 years now. Uh, day one, my first day was logging onto a computer from our hotel on Zoom, uh, not even knowing how to use Zoom because I know you and I were using it, but I didn't know all the ins and outs of the tool itself. And they do, you know, crazy daily standups where they're talking about dad jokes and trolling each other on chats <laughs> and, you know, like the, just everything they were talking through with the software platform that they're developing and stuff like that. Um, it was a it was a great just like day one and uh, what was cool about it too you know they give you the opportunity to introduce yourself obviously to everybody out there is like 200 something people so you feel a little uh you know there's a little resistance there i guess for an introverted type folk or someone that just doesn't want to talk through that little green light that's on my laptop but their culture is you know cameras on let's talk let's put it out there be vulnerable transparent because our, our organization is virtual first. So like that was the very like initial just, you know, step into this organization I'm a part of. Um, and then, you know, throughout the last few months, just learning what they deliver to the world. Um, it's a 
crazy new thing that I've really not uh, been a part of. I've been on the sidelines watching the DevSecOps kind of thing and, you know, who's doing what. There's a lot of chatter about it out there, but not a lot of people doing it. And this organization is truly doing it. And, you know, the fact that we have multiple apps in production is what they call it in software speak. And we're care and feeding the platform that they're delivering on. It's just, it's amazing the to see our output to the warfighter. And I think that's a lot of people's like intrinsic motivation at work is they want to see what they do, deliver value to an outcome. And half the time in DOD, we're just building slides and briefings and conversations and talk right. for talk's sake. <clears throat> and we're just filling out paper that we think is value. But at the end of the day, like how does that nudge the mission of the organization forward? It's, it's hard to see that sometimes. And not that it's, it's, it, yeah, it's interesting because uh, before I came to Europe, I was working in an organization where we delivered software right directly to the the users, right? And me being a millennial, right, I loved instant gratification. That like <laughs> that like pulled me into like development because when I hit save, something changes, and I'm like every time, right? It's like oh man, that's kind of cool. The color changed, or the font changed, or oh that button works, right? And I did that, and. Uh, yeah. So when you have a whole organization doing that, right, you get that instant gratification all day, every day. And you know that it's for the greater good. Right. So folks get to come home to their families if you do it right. And they can use the tools to to, to make a difference in the world. And yeah, no, that's it's awesome, man. And, and, you know, we talked about it a lot. You know, we always talk about, especially on this show, is the why. Right. Why do we do it? Right. And uh, yes. sometimes when you're in these big institutions like the army or uh, DOD, right? You're a screw. And I've said it before because my wife's the one that told me, she was like, hey, stop bitching. You know, you are a screw, not even a cog <laughs> in the machine, right? That's some honest feedback right there. Right. That's humbling. You know, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, you see the churn, right? And you just see it going. It's such a big conglomerate machine. And then you don't really see what it's spitting out on the other side because, again, you're just a screw, right? You're nowhere near but the to control. Be, yeah, to be, to be devil's advocate to that, though, Eric, like some people... I'm not saying they want to be the screw, but some people are comfortable with that. And we should we should be OK with that, I think. Um, so I'm not and, saying I'm not saying that I'm not saying anything bad with that. Right. Yeah. Um, I just know that when you and I discuss these types of things. Right. You want to go find what your purpose is and go after that. Right. And uh, yeah, I mean, you want to be closer to the the final product. Right. I think so. Um, I think so. Yeah. And just want to see how you're changing the world. Yeah. And like I said, this organization that I'm with now, it has that, the, it, it's cool. And it, and it, it serves my inner being, you know, like you said, my, my inner drive, my inner why, which is great because that's something that you'd like to tease out of folks as well. You know, why are you here? And that's a deep question if you really take a step back and, and think about it. So that's me. That's where we're at. Um, and it's been cool. And, you know, I've had to learn really quick, which is awesome to be around folks that push me out of my comfort zone every single day. Like I'm on Google at least 10 times a day when I hear things that I have no clue what they're talking about. And I, I'm fully transparent about it. I, you know, I tell them, you know, I am not the smart guy in the room right now. Um, give me a second, explain it maybe in layman's terms for me. And then it motivates me to actually go deep dive on it individually, which is really cool. And uh, be able to have those educated conversations, if you will. Now, that's great the way you just laid that out, too, because we talk about like heightened levels of disequilibrium all the time. Right. So like those heightened <laughs> levels of chaos. Right. So put you in that danger zone. So you can do those. Oh, yeah. We always talk about those three apps. Right. Uh, you know, fight, uh, flee or freeze. 
Well, in this case, you wanted to learn from it, right? So that's leadership in its own, right? It's like, how do you put yourself in the constant state of learning? Um, so, no, that's good. Google is our friend. You know, oh, yeah. there was a time where, uh, you know, <laughs> even before Ask Jeeves, I don't know if you remember that. Um, yeah. It was before Google, <laughs> right? I mean, we had to open up an encyclopedia or we had to rely on someone passing down some information to us. So, no, that's awesome. Dewey um, Decimal. <laughs> yeah my first job so, was so, my first job was working in a library and the guy sh- uh, sh- uh, he showed me he was a cranky old guy he reminded me of the guy from uh never ending story in the bookshop <laughs> but so, he, uh, so yeah so that's like my story right eric so like what about you i'm sure you've had some changes recently oh i've had a ton of changes so um yeah so i took a job um a little over a year ago to go be a deputy um uh, director for for an organization and then um day one they told me you got 90 days you're taking over it's like wait what? oh that's nice i knew nothing about <laughs> what they were doing um you know hundreds of millions of dollars you know at stake um hundreds and hundreds of projects at stake you know over over the course of years and i had to learn all that in 90 days take over a dynamic team of professionals that were in a distributed workforce state, right? Everyone was teleworking because of COVID-19. Um, if you don't know, that's a thing, you know, turn on the news. But um, yeah, we've been, you know, dealing with with just trying to get up to speed there. And then on top of that, you know, trying to start the business. Um, so leadership is tricky again, is, 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 is now a company. So trying to get that off the ground, um, get the marketing going, the clients, uh, yeah. And then, um, you know, we had some, you know, some issues in, in, in the house where we were, you know, just overstretched and, you know, moving from one place to another. Um, mm. And so that was, you know, the family dynamics of them trying to learn a new um, kind of system. Right. Because, you know, we were in a new, you know, new part of town. Kids were in a new school. They were dealing with the on and off with with covid um, me trying to finish school. And then, yeah, then really I hit my breaking point, my tipping point in around December time frame where I had nothing left for anyone, like for anyone, you know, wow. I just felt like I was overstretched. So I had to hit a pause. Um, you know, so my brothers came out, uh, we went hiking. Um, we went, uh, to the top of the top of Germany. Um, and, uh, that, that was, that was a good moment of just being up there in some, some solitude and peace, even though I was surrounded by people, um, and then just doing some reflection and coming back and saying, okay, what are those things that I just can't do anymore? Right. Cause I was giving myself to a lot of folks, um, yeah. whether it's mentorship, um, you know, the, the podcast, uh, the, uh, other people's podcasts or just always being available to other people. Um, I hit my tipping point and, um, I took, I took a few weeks off and just said, okay, I'm just going to reset and unplug. And I came back and said, okay, I'm going to live my purpose. Right. I'm going to live my purpose um, or I'm always going to live someone else's purpose. That's a that's a that's a, a sentence that I or, you know, saying that I say all the time. So that's where I'm at now is, you know, I'm focusing on the business. I'm focusing on the podcast. I'm focusing on those meaningful relationships. Right. You know, uh, you know, you and, you know, the handful of people in my life that, you yeah. know, just always been there and honest and aren't just consumers. Right. So, um you know, of Eric, um, they actually give something back. So that's kind of where I'm at right now. And then, um, on the leadership front, you know, uh, (laughs) what I've been struggling with lately though is, uh, it's been so easy, right? (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. We, that's why we call this thing leadership is tricky, right? Because it's it's yeah, not a one I'm size that fits very, all. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm being snarky to a certain extent. <laughs> right. Yeah. So it's it's been, you know, how do you look? Everyone wants to be liked. Right. Um, everyone wants to, to 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 be the best leader they can be for everyone all the time. And I have found. Oh, wait, wait, let me let me cut you off there. So you said liked and you said be the best leader for everyone. True. Do you think those two are the same thing? No, no. I think for me, though, okay. right, You, I, I want to be the best leader. Like I've invested in an activity of leadership. I want to be the best leader I can be, period. Uh-huh. Um, but I also want to be liked, right? Um, that's that's one of the things that I've come to grips with. I used to always say, like, I don't care what people think about me. But the reality is I I, I do, right? Okay. I, I do care about what people think. I want to, you know, I want to be looked at as someone that they can rely on, they can trust. Um, and I, 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 I want to be liked. That's just what it is, right? So, okay. So if I hear you right, you definitely want to be that strong leader, which, as we both know, sometimes being a leader means giving like some pretty harsh feedback in a, in a certain situation that someone might not want to hear, but in hindsight or the long-term vision, because you being the good leader for them and looking out for them, you know, holistically, they'll eventually have their aha moment. If, if they're truly into the tr- introspection and trust level with you and stuff. So it's it, I, I, why I asked the question is because liked in my opinion, is a completely different thing than being like the good leader. Because sometimes when you're liked by someone, you're kind of just telling them what they want to hear. And that's kind of, I don't know, do you see it that way? Or, or maybe you pull the string on what is your definition of being liked by your folks? So I think it's a, it, I think it's a combination of a, of a few things, right? It's um, one, I, 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 I I hear what you're saying, but I do want to be my authentic self, right? I want to stay true to my values, um, knowing that my beliefs might change over time, but, you know, be true to my beliefs in the moment. Um, Mm -hmm. But then also be that constant for people in the workplace um, that, you know, they can come to me. They know that I'm going to give it to them honest in an honest uh, and answer um, that they can trust me, that they know that I'm going to show that empathy. I think the one the piece that I that I that I struggle with is doing all of those things and being true to my authentic self um, is holding people accountable because I don't want to be disliked, right? And that's what I've been struggling with lately, right? Gotcha. Is is being honest, having that conversation with people, um, and in holding them accountable um, for those things that they are responsible for. Um, and their performance and, and what their output should be. And it's not just tasks, but it's also just the, the, the holistic um, view of them, right? Of, hey, you know, you should be doing this and you should be saying that and you should be producing these things, right? And then holding them accountable to it. And I just had a couple instances over the last couple of weeks where um, just having conversations with folks um, I know that I've rubbed them the wrong way, but it's it, it all came to a head. And if I would have headed it off earlier, um, then we probably wouldn't be in the place that we are now, right? Because I know that mm. there some some there are some hurt feelings, right? There are um, some folks that are a little angry, right? But it's because I didn't give that effective feedback in the moment, 
right? And yeah. it all come to, yeah. came to a head. And, and, and so that's what I've been struggling with. And a lot of it has to do with people being in a distributed workforce. And they've gotten comfortable because the, the, the microscope isn't on them um, mm. to produce, right? Um, yeah. Well, so. let's, flip, let's flip that on its head, though. So the microscope is not on them to produce. Why do they not feel, let's say, responsible to the team to produce outside of a microscope being on them? You know, at, at the end of the day, like I'm saying, like actions over words or your performance speaks for, you know, your value back to the team and the value proposition you're bringing to each of those folks, to you as the formal leader, and then maybe to the outside teams that are within your work center or work unit, right? So, you know, so just to pull the string, so why does a micro, why does a microscope have to be on the individual for them to want to produce? So I don't think I, I can't say it's for everyone. Right. I think it's select individuals. Right. That I think yeah. over time they've gotten comfortable um, being um, I don't want to say it. I don't want to say it in a negative way, but mediocre. Um, right. They've they've they've, they've doing just, just enough they, to they, slide. Right. Right. So, you know, we, we both know a gentleman by the nick, name of Nick Glatz. Right. So Nick Glatz used to always tell me there was three types of people. Right. Or there's three lanes within a work workforce, you know, try, produce and finishers. Right. And he's like, there's always those people that they're going to try. Right. It's like five percent. They're going to try no matter what they do. They can't produce. Right. And then there's people that, that produce that's the majority of your folks. And then you have those those select people that are finishers. Right. And I always thought that was an interesting concept. But I'm starting to see. I'm trying to see it in real time. I'm starting to see it in real time, right? That I do have folks that are, that, that they try so hard, right? And I can respect that. But they, that's where, you know, I invest a lot of my time are those people that are trying to get them to produce. There's those yeah. people that are just going to produce and they're kind of on cruise control. And then we've got those finishers. But then there's like one or two people that don't even fall in any of those categories, right? And I think that over time, <laughs> over time, they've just gotten comfortable of just not even trying any longer right or do they like hop from one of those three personas back and forth so you can't like keep up with them maybe so, like so, they'll they'll produce something which makes you a little bit happy they might even finish a project and you give them a pat on the back and then they go way back into the uh into the triers if you will like or, on purpose i mean you always see the sprint right right around performance review time right you see the oh, sprint yeah. whether hey man <laughs> they came out of nowhere and they're starting to knock things out but I, I look at it over you know over time it's like you know these people have just kind of disappeared, right? Mm. And because we all get so busy, you know, day to day, you know, that that oversight gets missed, right? And I'm not a micromanager, right? But I, I do throw things out there, and it, these are some things that I had to look at myself, right, as well, is to say, I need to put suspenses on things. I need to say, hey, I need it by this date, and I need to hold people accountable, right? But then um, when when accountability time comes. Right. Where I got to sit them down. Um, that's kind of where I've been struggling lately because of that, you know, that fight with wanting to be liked. Right. And, you know, I was yeah. talking to one of my mentors and, you know, his 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 response was like, look, stop trying to be liked. Right. Not everyone's going to like you. You got to hold people accountable. You got to get things done. That's easy to say, though, <laughs> right? because he's not in that. He's not in that situation. So no. that, that's what I'm struggling with right now is, is a leadership challenge. Okay. But yeah, sure. Yeah. So I'll be vulnerable for a minute here. So like my leadership challenge is the fact that I don't really have subordinates and that's different for me. Um, so our team is made up of 
a variety of you know government personnel, contractor personnel, um, some airmen as well, and we're, we we work in a badgeless organization. So what I mean by that is nobody wears their rank, that nobody wears the company that they're from, or if I'm a civilian or whatever, we're all first names, um, and there's no hierarchy. Everybody kind of creates their own title just for fun, their role, uh, so to speak. Uh, but at the end of the day, work still has to get done, right? And uh, my leadership challenge is keeping them motivated because burnout is truly real. And we've got so many folks that are so like mission oriented and just, you know, holding on to the fact of what we're doing and they see the results at instant gratification. You talked about a, a couple seconds ago, um, but that can become, you know, the death of you to a certain extent too. And, you know, something that you said, Eric, before in a previous conversation, an overused skill becomes a weakness Right. And that's what's happening to some of our folks. And I, it's hard for me to pull the reins on them sometimes and hold them back from, you know, working till, you know, 11, 12 o'clock at night, even though to our customers that we service, we don't promise them services past five o'clock in the evening, but they're just on the box doing work anyways, because they, they just feel that motivation, their why of just still, you know, being accountable to the team accountable to others that they interact with and just delivering value. And that's, that's, that's been the, the, the constant for me is to get them to prioritize other things in life. You know, work is work. We've also said it on this show, Eric, that there's always more work. There's never, you're never going to finish everything. And that backlog just continues to grow. So we've had a, we've had a challenge with that, just getting people to stay motivated, uh, fresh, you know, with the with the new year, that kind of helped. And you, know, you talked about taking the pause on life and everything. Some people did that as well. Um, so I, I think the way I've been trying to get around it is really prioritizing what we need to get done instead of letting the team kind of, I guess, self-actualize, right? Yeah. Well, so an, another leadership challenge, just a, a part B to this is, you know, the, these teams that I'm that I'm leading in a formal or informal way, like they don't need the, the micromanagement or the guidance that typically I've seen in the DOD, the Department of Defense. Um, we have a backlog. We have customers that come to us with requirements and things that they need to get done. And these teams truly are doing agile. Like every two weeks, they're racking and stacking their user stories, scoring them like they need to putting them into the sprint and knocking them out and the daily stand-up cadence is happening, like all that stuff. If you don't know what I'm talking about out there, don't, don't worry. Basically at the end of the day, every two weeks, they're solving stuff based on the needs of the day. Right. My problem is I'm not giving them the direction six to 12 months out of this is actually where we need to be going. We're just in busy work mode right now and putting and putting fires out, keeping lights on. And that that's dangerous because you never catch up and, yeah, I mean, we always term. talk, you know, we always talk about, you know, giving that direction, right? And then getting that alignment yeah. and commitment, right? I mean, you have folks that are committed and right now you're missing that direction and alignment, right? Yeah. And yeah, that, you know, that just capacity challenges over time, right? It just gets compounded, yeah. you know, and it doesn't get better, right? Because folks think that they're doing great work, but to your point, you're right, work is infinite. They're just doing work. Um, so, <laughs> they're in a do loop and it's horrible. Yeah. It bur- it'll burn anything out. And then like another one that I'm, I'm working with, distributed workforce that you're talking about, maybe an opposite problem, but building the relationship and trust through a computer. We have people literally all over the, the continental United States. And 
you know, every time we jump on calls virtually, it's always about work and I'm having a hard time getting to the next level with some folks right. um, and just getting them number one to turn their camera on. Um, not everybody is comfortable doing that. And, you know, we're all adults. I'm not going to force them to turn on a, a camera and treat them like a child. I mean, if they're, if they're motivated to do it or not, that's on them. Um, however, comma, uh, we are trying to set some principles and values inside of the, the, the sub team that I lead and just kind of like be real about that. So we have monthly retrospectives, which is really our pause of putting work to the side and talking amongst ourselves and, you know, what's really been going on. And that's a safe space. That's a very like sacred ritual to the team. And that's the way that I'm trying to get after that problem. And then I'm just like cold DMing or direct messaging folks on the team every day and just saying, Hey, what's up? Good morning. I think that little nudge that I'm doing is helping. Um, I don't have any results yet to prove that it's, you know, solving my inner challenge or whatever. But, uh, you know, I think these are just things that we have to work through. And, you know, I'll, I'm the first to admit, I'm not very comfortable in this virtual workforce environment yet. I hope to be there one day, which in a way, like you talked about the, the um, disequilibrium and being in that chaos zone, I think we're all learning still, which is really cool in a way. And right. um, this whole like hybrid in and out of the office, um, those are some challenges. So those two big rocks right now that we're going through. Nah, that was great. Um, it's funny, and you know, we're, we're coming up on close for this for this uh, session, but um, yeah. So sending folks cold DMs, and so what I've been doing is like calling people, right? Um, oh yeah, go to that next step, man. That's great. I, I call them and I'm like, hey what's been going on? How are you doing? What's, you know, what's on your plate? You know, how can I help you? People that normally wouldn't reach out to me anyway, right? They're just kind of, you know, in groups, they're chatting, they're part of, you know, the the, the, the scenery in some meetings and stuff <laughs> like that, right? Uh, but I found that, you know, people have a lot of stuff going on. So I just call them mm -hmm. and you know, like I have one, you know, one lady, she's working on her doctorate, right? So she's like, yeah, I've been pretty quiet because I've just been burning out, right? I'm doing my doctorate and trying to work and, you know, have all these projects. I have another gentleman who's, uh, you know, whole family had COVID and, uh, you know, they've been struggling through that. Wife had surgery and, you know, you know, he had to head out and deal with other family issues and he's trying to balance that with work. And but those are things that I wouldn't have known other than calling them and just started asking them questions on how life is, you know, and that's, that's where I have found, you know, trying to build those relationships. You can't do it through text because when you can't read people through texts, right. And chats. Yeah. And, um, it's good to hear the inflection in their voice or the nervousness in their voice or things like that. And then on the flip side of it is, you know, seeing people in the office and you can see that they're in the grip, right. It's, you know, see, you know, I have a, I have a very young employee and she was just running around and, um, is it the whole like return to work kind of mode you're talking about or what? Right. You know, with, with everything that's happening in Europe right now in the moment, right. We have a lot of folks now in the office because of the systems that we have to be on. Um, ah. right. So, you know, I saw her just running, I mean, run around, she was just running around looking flustered mm. and I stopped her. I was like, come in my office. I was like, what's up? How are you doing? She was like, I feel like I'm drowning. I was like, okay, you're not alone. What do you got? And going here's a on? snorkel. Let's talk. Right. You know, <laughs> you know, through with a life vest and told her, I was like, you're yep. not alone. Hey, this is who you need to talk to. These, the, you know, this is the, the resources that you have at your disposal. Right. Let's break this down together. And then, you know, now she's executing her, her, her projects and things are going great. And in fact, today, uh, 
you know, she had the, the close of her project should be today. And, you know, cool. we, we talked about it. I was like, and how are you feeling now? She was like, oh, you know, 100 percent. But that we, we wouldn't have gotten that if we were in the virtual space because I wouldn't have seen her maybe running around her apartment, you know, pulling her hair out like, oh, you know, who do I talk to? You know, all that type <laughs> of stuff. But no, it was great. And yeah, no. So, yeah, thanks for sharing and, and being vulnerable. And, you know, sure. hey, and for folks out there, if you have a leadership challenge, uh, you know, uh, similar to the ones that uh, we just expressed, uh, you know, go to leadershipistricky.com and throw it in our little chat box. And, uh, you know, we'll we'll answer some of your questions or read them out loud in our next you know few episodes. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, then we can share those, uh, you know, share those messages with everyone else and we can all learn from it. Because I'm sure there's folks out there that aren't alone. Right. I think we're all kind of trying to learn to your point on on how to be in these these spaces. Hence the podcast, Eric. I mean, this could be that moment for people to take some reflection, listen to us for 30 minutes or so, and uh, just come away with it with some some aha moment for themselves that they can take back to their team, you know? Right. All right. Well, so, uh, yeah, more to, more, to, more to come from Leadership is Tricky, Stephen and Eric. We're going to sign off here, but you can find us on all major podcast outlets, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean. <laughs> I got to go back and listen to that one that we posted. Uh, yeah, we do. I'm glad you brought that up. But, uh, hey, <laughs> you can also reach us at leadershipistricky.com. Um, we did redo the website, um, but there is a uh, tab for for uh, the Lit Podcast. So uh, take a look at that. We'll have this posted here in the next uh, you know couple of days uh, onto the website. But if you're listening to us now, thank you for, for tuning in. If you're returning, welcome back. Um, and uh, please share with others, uh, you know, the, the Leadership is Tricky podcast, because this is for you, right? This is our environment. Um, this is your podcast. Um, so, Steve, any last, any last thoughts? Uh, just excited. Stay with us. This season's going to be great. we got a lot of good episodes on the, on the uh, backlog. So, uh, yeah, man, it's going to be fun. All right. Yeah. And welcome back. Steve, it's good to see you, man. Um, and uh, signing off from here.